let's look at the painting here. What's happening? <laughs> no, fuck the painting. We can talk about something else. Like, uh, uh, well, like we'll just go with like, the flow. Yeah. So we've discussed the names. We discussed our boy King Jungji. Now on, on another topic about art. And something that is very close and dear, something that inspired me to become an artist. Lord of the Rings. I have always been a massive fantasy fan because of Lord of the Rings. And I've told you in a previous podcast how, I, how scared I was about the Amazon series that they were making. Because oh. I think that the franchise has been, has been bastardized ever since The Hobbit came out, the first one. Like, uh, they've just been, like, stamping on nostalgia grounds over and over and over, trying to demilk the franchise for all it's worth. And, oh my god, I lost my pen. No, I can't draw without my pen. Oh, there it is. And uh, so, and when I heard that they were making an Amazon series, and the Amazon series was, like, one of the, like, the biggest, uh, most expensive series ever made, and it was gonna be huge. Amazon, Jeff Bezos himself opened his checkbook and said, do whatever you want. I want Gandalf live on screen. God damn it. I want to see the conception of Gandalf. I want to see his parents doing it. Um, and then they just dropped everything to make Amazon, to make the Lord of the, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power uh, prequel. And I remember watching it, and I saw like some of the images for the, for the, for the series. Like, it looks, it looks pretty good. It looks pretty all right. My, so I was kind of like, is this? I think it, I think it looks good, but I don't trust Amazon, like to hold my own shit. You know, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't throw shit at them, out of fear that they might try and sell it to someone else. You know what I'm saying? Amazon is mm. shady. So when I, I was like reticent about the Amazon Rings of Power, like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a try. I finally did, I finally did that. I, I saw like one episode of it and, I, and all my fears came true. Turns out it's basically just a fucking cash grab. It is a horrible, a horrible series. It is gorgeous looking, by the way. I think it is a series that, that by looks alone, it is astonishingly beautiful. You, it looks like a goddamn, each episode looks like a movie on its own, and it looks like a, a high-fidelity movie. So, I was super surprised by that. But the dialogue is shit, the, the story is predictable, uh, the characters are kind of ruined and bastardized, in my opinion. So, am, go on. I am a little curious. Uh, I mean, I've been thinking about that. They, they make... It, it's not uncommon for people to shit on shows or movies that they are... Yeah, that's our bread they and look butter. Good. They're, they look good, but there is no story behind them. Yeah. But I wonder, the studios that make them, and when they make that decision, is it because when they make a movie like that, that is that looks very good, just more people go watch it? Even if they don't like it, they just spend the money to go to the theater because it looks gorgeous, because that's, that's the... Also nostalgia, you know, the right? On the shelf. It's oh. the title, uh, Lord of the Rings, the Ring of Power, and also the, the prestige. It's the most expensive show all the time. I mean, they, they marketed that. When they when they released the show, they marketed how how expensive it was. But so, do you think the population at large like is watching the show and they're still watching it and they're enjoying it because it looks so good? I don't uh, think they is are. Is it just a small proportion of us that are these purists that want a good story out of a story? No, I think most people a... want the good story. Uh, I think some people can make excuses for it. Like uh, imagine that this was the eighth season, Game of Thrones reference. 
uh, if this was the eighth uh, season, there's so much like there's so much good faith behind it, like that people can make excuses and say, "Oh no, but that's that's how the story was meant to end." You know, I got it, I understood it. Like they 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 speed it up a little bit because you don't need like the the most common excuses. I don't need to see them travel from one point of the continent to the other. I'm fine. Let's just hurry up and get to the good bits. And people are like that. And you have that opinion. But ultimately, what matters is the story. And the story of Game of Thrones, whether it was done correctly or not, was good. It's a good story. Now, you can say that uh, they rushed the the dramatic beats and all that. Fine. Uh, I personally think it ruined it. But some people actually enjoyed it. I don't know many, but some did. And on the games, the Rings of Power prequels to The Lord of the Rings, the story is not good. The characters are not good. They don't have the good faith of like you didn't see the, these characters evolve before your eyes into the to the point where they are now. You just see this this two dimensional bland, uninteresting character with horrible dialogue or with like oh like it's the dialogue that it's a cardinal sin. It's like that pseudo pseudo intellectual dialogue of. Like, they try to seem mythical, and they make every speech very philosophical, like, Oh, do you know why ships float? And you're like, uh, yeah, because they, the wood floats, and if you have a big enough surface, it stays adrift on the water. And they go, no, it is because one must love the, the, the beauty of the sky, and the ships want to be close to the beauty of the sky, and not to the darkness of the depths. Fuck off! What else? That's horrible, horrible dialogue. Horrible, like, a uh, bit of insight. Why do ships float? Is because they don't want to, like, they want Why to be... Why did you become Trump suddenly? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. But that character spoke like Trump. It was a horrible, like, th all the dialogue is based on that pseudo-philosophical bullshit. float because uh, we're going to make uh, <laughs> a... beautiful ship. And then, yeah, the Valar are going to pay for it. Okay, so it's such a bad show. I haven't watched anything. Oh my god! But like, people are still watching, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't. I don't keep think going so. With They're not. You think it's a, it's a major flop in in terms of revenue? I don't even know how revenue works for these things. Is it I mean, just, I think uh, that people that have Amazon will probably keep watching it if if they were for gluttons for punishment. There are a lot of people that watch shit because they want to see. They either, they want to see if it gets good. Or if they want to see like uh, their favorite characters show up or whatever, right, right. It's familiarity, right? Yeah, people, yeah. people want some some comfort as well. Like sometimes I also want to watch a movie. I think, oh, what do I want to watch? And like, oh, I don't want to watch a new movie. I don't know what it's gonna be like. Yeah. I just want like a mellow experience, something familiar. Pretty much. I guess I get it. Yeah, so, and so, I mean, yeah. for me, just uh, uh, on that regard, like. Uh, having some familiarity. I mean, uh, at this point, I, I don't think I care about Marvel movies anymore. Like, I tried to watch, like, oh, I'll guess, maybe it's gonna be good. Uh, they're not good. Like, none of them have been good for a while. Yeah, just... I've uh, I've also become this, like, disillusioned with Marvel movies and to the point where, uh, to the point where I didn't see f uh, the, latest, the latest Thor, 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 Love and Love and Love. Like, I was, I was actually kind of curious to see that because they have my boy Taika Waititi, and I think that Taika Waititi is more mostly good than bad. I think he's actually I liked all his movies, so I was like, oh, good Taika Waititi, he's like a recipe for success. But I was kind of already getting sick of watching Marvel movies, but I was gonna give it a, a shot. I wasn't gonna like, I wasn't gonna be day one on the cinema, but I was gonna. No, I wanted to see it. But as soon as like the first reviews came out saying like it's basically just marvelisms to the extreme and and it's just joke after joke after joke non-stop and there is no like serious beats and the, 
and like it, the pandering is there and the story doesn't quite hold up and it's, I was like there was a barrage of so much critique I was like you know what I don't need to see this I don't need to go through it I'll, I'll see it on home at home when it comes out and I'm good enough with that yeah I wonder how much um, say he had in how he directed it because I don't know it didn't feel very Taika Waititi-ish I don't think many of the jokes were good I mean there were some funny bits but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I haven't watched the movie, so I don't know. But I'm also not very interested in doing so. Like I've, yeah, I've also enough. not watched like the, um, the latest Marvel one, which is She-Hulk. Uh, I've also heard I mean, a lot of people shit talk. And to be honest, like I was curious to 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 watch She-Hulk because I had a theory, or I had a feeling or a rumor that uh, Daredevil is going to show up, and apparently he hmm. still is. I'm not. I don't know if he has already or not. Uh, and I'm a huge fan of Daredevil. I think Daredevil is a cool character. Mm. But, um, yeah, the show was also... Had this barrage of criticism that I think is justified. Like, it's not like, Ooh, it's a show with a woman, therefore show is bad. Like, some people, the criticisms, the criticisms that they add to the show would be something that is that I would have not liked. So they're like, oh, they do that? Mm, I'm not really interested. And I feel like Marvel in general, Disney in general, like you had these shows and I've also kind of got tired of Star Wars. I haven't watched the Obi-Wan one. Mm-hmm. There's a new show apparently that is really good, which is called Endor. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm good. I don't need to see it. Right. But, but people, are actually, the people are actually complimenting Endor. Mm-hmm. I just haven't. Uh, by the way, there is someone in chat. I do apologize, Alex46. I am on chat duty as um, Sev is busy. Mm-hmm. Um, well... Alex was saying we need to build a wall to keep the ice people out. Of course, and, of course. Uh, in reference to your, uh, to the She-Hulk, she says that um, he did show up. Uh, oh, he did. Hmm. Oh well, Daredevil. Daredevil. Uh, Matthew uh, Cox or whatever his name is. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't even bother. I, 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 it's like one of these movies are. Uh, I just see them as memes. Uh, apparently, like all, the, all over the place. It's same with the uh, Morbius. I didn't even want to watch that. Like the first time I watched this, I was like, Ugh, see this. This is stupid. Uh, yeah, it's, it is clearly, uh, it's just clearly a producer that is either completely out of touch with reality, or there's like a money laundering scam behind it or something. Like Ooh. sometimes, or even like sometimes movies are made not so much because they want, they have an idea, the vision that they want to carry out. Sometimes movies are made because if if the produce if the um, the company doesn't release a f- um, doesn't release a movie with a property, they lose the rights to that property. That's that's how oh. the Fantastic Four movies just like the, the last one that was a complete shit. That's why those movies kept being made because Universal didn't want to lose the rights to Fantastic Four. So oh, they were they're getting close to the deadline. It was like ah fuck we gotta release something and they just shit it out. There's a lot of there's a lot of situations, especially in like the comic book world, where that happens. I think there is something similar with um, with uh, Hulk. Like Hulk is also a Universal property, and oh no sorry the Fantastic Four was it. I don't know if Fantastic Four was Universal or, or Sony. I'm conv- I think it was Universal. But uh, going back to Fantastic to the Hulk, uh, Hulk is also a property that belongs to Universal, and like Universal has the rights as long as they keep making movies. But apparently, if they wanted to make movies, they needed permission from Disney. But Disney doesn't give permission, so they're basically in this standstill where none of them are. They're not going to let the other one make a, a standalone Hulk movie. That's why Hulk has never been in a standalone movie. He's always like appeared in someone else's movie. And they're just waiting for the years to go by and so that Universal loses the rights for Hulk. And there, so it goes back to, to, uh, to Marvel. 
Uh, and I think that's going to happen soon. Confusing. Yeah, it's, there's Le like so legally much. confusing. Yeah, there's a lot of the legalese and all that shit. Okay, Alex is mentioning um, if, a, if a movie is shot in Georgia or Germany, they actually get money from the government to shoot in those places. So sometimes they'll throw out the cheapest movie they can can make and just cash in their government check. So yeah. when you say the government uh, gives money, would that be the local government, the German or the Georgian uh, government? Sometimes I think not, there are tax incentives for it. Like if you make a movie there, the taxes you pay are next to nil and you get the revenues of releasing your movie sometimes. It does seem like a lot of the times people just make movies for to launder, launder money or because they have a tax scheme involved. Oh. And uh, Alex says Georgia is in U.S. Georgia. Okay, I actually was thinking of the country, as you mentioned, Georgia or Germany. I mean, one of the uh, biggest examples of that is Canada. There's so many movies that are filmed in Canada for that reason, because of uh, tax benefits. Man, let's get in on that hustle. Let's just uh, like uh, make exploit. a random like people. People have. Uh, uh, it's like those people who do. Is it patent trolling? We can be like uh, rights. Um, expiration trolls like hey you're gonna expire better make a movie hey we're your guys come on come on we have no experience but i'm pretty sure you'll, there are, us, you'll keep the rights i'm pretty sure there are people that already do that very well <laughs> but yeah th this is what course. happened with the lord of the rings you think <laughs> no uh, maybe maybe well, that's, that's a huge budget i don't think i think new lines but new line cinema probably is they probably felt like, oh, we have to release something soon, otherwise we're going to lose the rights for Lord of the Rings, and that's our only cash cow. Because New Line Cinema, isn't like New Line Cinema like almost going bankrupt or whatever? Isn't there like only property being, isn't it like Lord of the Rings? I haven't even heard that. Uh, oh, okay, I recognize the the logotype. Okay, I have no idea. Man, I didn't know there was so much drama in this um in this regards, in regards to expiration of licenses and stuff. Yeah, that's mostly... That's kind of that's crap, isn't it? Yeah, each time there's like a big budget movie that is that has been made, and you f and it's so bad that you have no idea why people would ever greenlight it. Like, the story seems like shit. Like, uh, like Greenlight? <laughs> I suppose. Green Lantern, was it? Green Lantern? Green Lantern. Yes, Green, La Green Lantern, I think, was... That was during the age where people were just still discovering how to make uh, comic book movies. So I don't think Green uh, Lantern is, an ex is a good example of it. But, uh, yeah. The, each time the movie is out that is so bad, it's mostly because... I can fucking get the glasses right. It's mostly because they, a company or a producer is just trying to get a, a tax benefit out of it or because they were just trying to keep like legal rights to keep the, the, the franchise within their studio or whatever. Have, have you ever done animation? Yes. But what sort of animation? Uh, well, just uh, just like you, you're drawing, but oh, having okay. it animated. No, I did motion graphics. I never animated that. That seems like a lot of work and an expertise, a field of expertise that I'm not uh, that familiar with. Okay. Okay. Oh I, said, I, I would like to be able to. Just sometimes I have these thoughts and I, I see them, and I'd like to have a way to let people like see it as well. Mm -hmm. But I don't have the skill. I'm thinking, oh, then I have to spend like, I don't know, like five, ten years to be able to draw, to be able to p uh, convey the ideas I have in my mind. And then by that time, maybe I don't want to convey the idea anymore and I give up. But like, I, I really wish my, my superpower would be uh, thought streaming. <laughs> like, you know what, that question, like, uh, what superpower would you have? I would have thought streaming. I can just stream my thoughts to you. 
Yeah, that's pretty much every artist's dream, right? Like you want to you want to tell no, convey the story. Wanna, you, no, but you no because you actually want to do the art. You actually have the superpower. It just it's no one. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's a shit. No one wants to do the shit. art. It's no slow. one wants to do the art. Everyone just wants to have the art done. No, you just literally said like at the start of the stream, King Jong Gi like loved drawing so much he just drew every day for no reason whatsoever out of just. And the dude died of a heart attack. Just. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, kids. Don't draw just because you want to. <laughs> Yeah, but oh, yeah, drawing. I feel like most people draw because they like the storytelling element of it. Like um, they like they like seeing the progress and putting images that you're in your head to life. But I'm fairly certain if you could do it like automatically with street, like a uh, consciousness streaming, all artists would retire immediately. Are we done shit talking? Uh, Rings of Power because I can go on. I can explain why the show is bad if, if well, people. I didn't spoilers. even watch it, so I, and now that you say that, I'm like, uh, well, I guess um, I won't bother. I don't know. There's so many things that will, uh, I, I'm not watching now. Why watch that, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm still enjoying uh, House of the Dragon a lot. Uh, like they yeah, changed the good. actress. Like, Wait, I haven't watched the latest episode. You, I think you're always um, ahead of me, so calm down. Hmm. Yeah. Have you seen but, the new actress though? Yes, I have, because you put it in our thumbnail before I watched that episode. No, no, no. <laughs> but you have not seen the episode. She's been in two episodes now. Yeah, I only saw one of them. House of the Dragon is good, Alex, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, it's good. I agree. It's good. It's good. It's a bit more. It's a bit slower paced. Oh, it's weird to say it's slower paced because it has time jumps and everything. It feels slower paced because it, it focuses on the politics more. I personally think it's good. But and there's like some action scenes to break out the the politics, so I think it's done really well. The dialogue is also much better. I don't think it's like a Game of Thrones uh, first four seasons quality A tier quality, but the dialogue is pretty pretty good. And one of the things I like about this show is even though that the protagonist is female, they don't make her the you know the stereotypical uh, Hollywood bad bitch. I can do everything I want oh, because I'm a strong woman. woman. I I'm a woman, and you don't know how hard it is for me. There's elements of that in the series, but she's shown as uh, she's so she's shown as a strong woman, but also as a flawed woman, and I think as a flawed character even. And I think that is uh, really. Uh, that's refreshing to see. I, I even mentioned it on the previous podcast. Okay. I, uh, I I liked it a lot. I think it's a well-made show. It is good, and it, and it it. I mean, I guess for me, I don't remember what the first four seasons of Game of Thrones were about anymore. Like I can barely remember. I know it started with uh, Daenerys, this and that. She's being sold for I don't know horses. Or Basically, the force or whatever. Yeah, the first four seasons are about like uh, the struggles of the of the kingdom, like. Robert, the the king dying, and the 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 next in the next in line being illegitimate. It was about, all about the the politics of royalty and the lineages and the houses and you know, relationships and loyalties and all that shit. And but I, I like that. That's what builds a character, right? And I feel the uh, the show right now, House of the Dragon, feeling wise, is very reminiscent of that. It's like discovery and learning and uh, you know understanding the characters and i really like that and you mentioned the time lapse i mean i only watched one episode after that so it wasn't very clear where i mean what the point of that was i think it was just the um 
what's the word? It's just a, it was just a setup, right? And I think in, probably in the next few episodes we know where, where it's going. Because it's just the reveal, like, okay, this happened, time changed, and now it's going to go in a, in a specific direction, right? But you don't quite see where it is. Not, yeah. not exactly, I... but you already see some rifts in characters. You see changing relationships, and that's interesting, right? Yeah. That's, that's what the makes only, a good story. If I, if I had to criticize the show, and I wouldn't criticize it much, it's just that the, the time lapses sometimes feels jarring. Like, sometimes you're... You feel like you're going to spend more time in a certain area. Like, there's more things to delve deeper into. Like, imagine that there's a big betrayal between two characters. And you kind of want to see the outcome of that. No! Time jump 20 years in the future. Or 10 years in the future. Like, oh, I guess they... Water under the bridge. <laughs> yeah, and pretty much the next time the characters show up, like, oh, I remember that one time where we didn't get along, but we're friends now. I was like, oh, oh okay, I guess that got fixed. That, that does happen, like, once or twice. And it is a bit annoying. But uh, besides that, the show is mostly uh, A tier, I think. Yeah. It's, I, I think we're going to end up talking. Uh, is Like, yeah, before we just bashed Game of Thrones, now we just keep talking about House of the Dragon. Do we even watch other shows? Did you ever watch Barry? No, but I did watch, uh, and I think I mentioned it on, on this stream, on my stream, not on the, on the podcast, about a show called uh, Bear. Which is a food, okay. basically, show. It's a food show. Uh, and it is really good. I recommend it vividly. Okay. And uh, Barry, it's with a um, comedian. What's his name? I know I know the guy. He's, he appeared on It. Um, oh. I didn't know that. I didn't watch that movie. What's the name of this actor? He's, he's Bill Hader? Exactly. Bill Hader, That's the guy. Yeah, yeah. And the show is actually quite good. And it is, I mean, at least for me, different enough. It's um, it takes the storytelling in a bit uh, different direction. It's more, uh, it's like dark humor, but also mm -hmm. kind of serious. Uh, it's I think it's quite good, and uh, it's also nice to see Bill Hader actually make, you know, play a character instead of just being a fool mm -hmm. on camera. He's and actually uh, he, he's a very good dramatic actor, by the way. Yeah, he, he is. is good. He is pretty good. I've seen like on it. He's like the star of the show of the of the movie. Uh, and the second movie is pretty pretty ass, but he's amazing on it. Like, uh, oh, I always feel like the yeah. like the best actors often have a comedic background or something. I've mm. seen uh, several actors that uh, that when they uh, like one of my favorite actors right now, and I haven't seen him in a while is John C. Riley, which isn't he's known for like making like pothead movies and like being a comedian. He's also quite an ugly man. So he's also makes he's always plays that uh, the big doofus role. Like, I'm an idiot. Uh, mm -hmm. But each time he appears on a more dramatic piece, the dude steals the show. He knows the perfect timings for like a bit of levity. He also knows how to express immense pain and and hurt. Like he is an he steals the show. Honestly, I love John C. Riley. I'd I'd marry him. Yeah, uh, Alex is also mentioning Jim Carrey. Yeah, which yeah, but I think maybe those characters is like Jim Carrey, and there is another guy, um, what's in there from Breaking Bad? That guy. It, I mean, oh, yeah. it's because people perceive them as one thing for so long, and they just showed a completely different side of them, and it was just whoa, where did that come from? And I feel like if they hadn't done the comedy, if you hadn't watched their comedy, and you just seen, oh, that's 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 good acting, but you wouldn't have such a strong reaction, right? Mm -hmm. If you haven't uh, just had a perceived idea, a preconceived idea about them. Yeah. Uh, that... Jim, Jim Carrey is the same thing. But Jim Carrey does seem like a goofball in real life. 
<laughs> like uh, he seems like a, a weird I'm not gonna say weird but he does seem eccentric uh, however uh, so did Robin Williams the dude who uh, that uh, ended up killing himself you know the genie from Aladdin mm. like they had these really larger than life personalities which is also often is quite tragic most comedians and most like uh, like those more jokey personalities, they do tend to have a, a backstory in, uh, in in drama and like like they have very tragic stories or very tragic lives. Mm-hmm. 